what parts of you need to die so you can become who you're destined to be. Today, we're gonna to be breaking down the process of becoming. Welcome to the Queens Teaching Queens podcast. I'm your host, Natisha Livingston, AKA the Connection Queen. Queens Teaching Queens is committed to transforming the professional and entrepreneurial minded woman spiritually, mentally, and financially. We help women to eliminate self-limiting beliefs, gain clarity around who they are, determine what they want, and how to get results. You are seen, you are safe, you are loved. Welcome to the Queendom, sis. And today I have with me Jessica Raquel. Uh, she is a makeup artist in Memphis, Tennessee, that focuses on creating signature looks for corporate women and women in entrepreneurship. Hey, Jessica. Hey, good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Jessica has been a Facebook cousin of mine for quite some time now. And um, we have finally gotten the pleasure uh, last year to actually meet in person. And I think we have been connected maybe about two, two and a half years or so. And over the course of this time, I have really watched her grow. I've watched her blossom um, into who she is now. And it just, I'll be on the sidelines just cheering. I'll be looking at your post. And I'm like, wow, I am so, so proud of her because I remember conversations that we've had like in the very beginning where you were kind of just real confused. <laughs> you were real confused. You didn't know what was going on, what was happening, if you were going to jump into entrepreneurship or not. And so just to see the clarity, the confidence, I'm, I'm here for it. So welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is truly an honor. It's a privilege. I'm glad to be a part of this, this new platform that you're establishing and to be able to share the word. I love it. I love it. And so let's just go ahead and dive in. Now, if you could take us a step back, what was life like for you? So basically like when me and you connected, what was life like for you prior to you creating this brand, if you will? Um, let's, let's kind of break it up into segments. Cause I know that's a heavy question. And I, I know it's big. <laughs> I'm like, I know it could go so many different ways. So tell me, where were you at mentally? Like what was, what was, uh, your mental health like prior to building this actual brand? What did that look like? What, what was that season of your life? It looked like me feeling chained and wanting to be free. Um, it looked like me being stuck in my head a hundred percent of the time. And if it wasn't validated by a person, then it did not happen. Wow. I literally felt like I couldn't trust myself, my own judgment, my own thought process. In essence, the little girl in me that had not grown up yet was still very present. She was still waiting on someone to give her the okay to just be something in her space, um, to be accepted or um, to, to recognize that the privileges of life are hers as well. And 
that I will say was one of the most exasperating feelings that I've ever felt in life to not feel like I could get free of me or people's under expectation of me because I realized that people were not over expecting anything. They were under expecting things from me. Wow. Let, wow. Let, that was, I just want to preface and say, y'all on this episode, you might want to have a notebook out because I am telling you Jessica's voice is anointed. So I just, I know that so many gems are going to, to be dropped here. Um, that last piece though, people underestimating you. I've never heard that. Yeah. I've never heard that before. And, and how did that make you feel? Like, honestly, I used to have this saying where I said that I could walk in a room and be invisible. Mm. I can acquaint myself with many people and then I could almost meld into the background and you would not know that I was there. I felt unseen, unheard all of the time, underutilized. And I, for whatever reason, could not break that glass door that would allow me to be vocally present, mentally present. I could not get beyond the space of that. People do not value or want me in these spaces. They continue to select over me. I'm never given a chance to showcase what I'm actually capable of doing. And the worst part to me, the part that was most defeating, I will say, is that I became the girl with all of the potential in the world and no output. So people recognized that there was potential, but there was never an open door for me to even place the output there or give it the effort or the go that it needed so that I could see what I could produce and then be of service to people. So when that started to be a redundant rhetoric in my head, I said, I don't actually need to put in the effort to be anything as long as I'm just in the space and invisible. I can absorb whatever, but I don't have to push the envelope because obviously people don't want me to be a part of it. Mm. So now let me ask you this. So in this season that we're, we're discussing now, because you kind of lacked this confidence, because you lacked this kind of overall clarity, were you waiting for somebody to validate you to say, Jessica, this is, I, I see this in you and here's a chance. Like, were you waiting for somebody to open the door for you? I can, I can say that I was, it was like star search. I was waiting to, <laughs> I was waiting to get out on the stage. I, I didn't want the clown to come shoot me off the stage like Apollo. I was waiting on them to call my name and say, yo, this is going to be the theme for you. And that never happened. Wow. I feel like this is, I feel like this is a good, I feel like this is a good spot to kind of unpack because, you know, I talk a lot about um, visibility, a lot about entrepreneurs, you know, getting themselves out there. And especially with this brunch coming up and, you know, we're, we're going to be discussing like, why do black women, um, why is it so hard for them to, you know, show up boldly uh, with their business? And I feel like we're unpacking something here. And I think us as black women need to realize that we don't need to get on anybody else's stage 
we can create our own stage. And so now hearing you kind of unpack this and, and knowing what happened after that, I'm like, Mm -hmm. so you finally got the courage and the confidence to create your own stage is what you're telling us. Absolutely. And not only did I determine that I would create my own stage, makeup is only one phase. I'm going to create a stage for many women Mm. and of many nationalities to be able to stand on together and get that empowerment or pour that empowerment. I believe in pouring to be poured into. Mm. So you're either going to receive the empowerment or you're going to be a part of the poor, but on the back end of the circle, we're going to pour back into you because I have lived my life watching women. And I'm going to say this with all the love towards us in the world, but we're vocal in oftentimes the worst ways. Um, (laughs) You know, we're vocal about things that are not going to necessarily move the needle all of the time we tend to show up and we consider confidence having an attitude. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to support me. Mm -hmm. I got me. That's supposed to be a vote of confidence. But what it is, is actually a broken little girl crying out because she didn't get the support from the people that she thought it should have come from. Wow. So we're vocal oftentimes in the, in the worst ways, uh, in the wrong measure on the wrong type of platform we don't tend to position ourselves to take in what happened, mm-hmm. acknowledge the part that we played in it. Because I always say, passiveness doesn't equal forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We don't want to acknowledge the part that we played in it. Oftentimes, we're waiting for somebody to be, you know how you point your finger? And they always say there's three pointing back at you. We're waiting for somebody to be the three to validate why we didn't or did do and why they didn't or did do. Wow. And you know, I love the, I have a, I've, I have this phrase where I say, you know, queenly accountability, where yes. we have to, as sisters, as sisters in love, we have to be able to hold one another accountable. And that's yes. when we're in the wrong as well too. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, um, I loved how you you touched on this accountability piece and how sometimes <laughs> we don't hold ourselves accountable. Um, we don't hold ourselves accountable to the, the part that we played. And going back to what you originally said about needing this validation, it's almost as if we're continuously waiting for somebody to give us the opportunity instead yeah. of taking responsibility and just taking it, taking the opportunity, creating the opportunity. Um, And so I think that that comes, to be able to do that, that comes with needing to have confidence and courage. And so you, you told us where you were, where did this confidence come from? Where did this, where did you muster up the courage? What was the catalyst that you were like, you know what? I need to get myself grounded. I need to get myself clear. And these are the steps that I need to take to create my own stage. Where did that courage and confidence come from? I got tired of doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Hmm. I found myself sitting at my work desk, um, taking a phone call that, that next to, and it was the end of the day. I'm going to tell you that 
that last phone call that I took, it next to removed me from myself. Hmm. And I don't know if anybody can understand that, but I was almost next level with all of the calls I had taken that day. I felt like I just couldn't move. And I remember sitting there and praying and saying, God, you're saying you have something for me to build. There is no way that I can do this and build that too. There's, there's no way. I am stuck in this routine and in this rhetoric and it is not, it's not profitable to me, mm. not mentally, not emotionally and not financially because I continue to struggle with the same things that I've struggled with being a part of the working poor. This life is short. This life is short. And if it's that short, I don't know when it's ever going to leave. I don't want to live a life filled with stress filled with anxiety, filled with the pains and woes of doing something for someone else that's underappreciated. And I also don't want my son, the young man that I'm raising, to live a life where he feels like this is the only way for him to succeed and that sticks him in a continuous survival mode. Because I was living in a continual survival mode and I could not do it anymore. And so I had to come to a place with myself of that if I was gonna say that prayer, I was going to have to be willing to put into action too. Mm, yeah. That action piece, man. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> when you made the, when you made the, 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 the prayer and you declared like, okay, I, I'm going to start taking action. What were, what were some of those first action items that you did take? Because I think sometimes when people you know, see certain individuals, whether it's on social media, whether it's, you know, listening to them on the podcast, most people are on platforms because they've had, or if they've obtained a certain level of success, they've, you know, right. overcome. And I think sometimes people get lost into that and it's like, okay, cool. You know, I'm so happy for you that you're here yeah. now, but how did you get here? Like, you know, what were yeah. some of the, the things that you had to go through and so that's one thing that I'm always like, I'm really a stickler about like, let's teach. Like what were some of the things, what were like the mindset? Like what were, who had to die? So Jessica Raquel could become. So what were the beginning phases like for you? What did you have to get rid of? What, how was your routine shaken up? Like what did, what did your world look like when it turned upside down? First, let me say, I love the fact that you do teach. You're very thorough. You ask those questions so that we can get the information out there. Because as someone who's sitting in these same positions, in the same transitions, and it's really important. Um, the first thing that I did, though, I'll be very transparent. I didn't do anything mentally or emotionally. I set a date of ending. If I was going to stop doing the same thing and expecting a different result, I had to put a date of completion to it. Mm -hmm. So if I was going to leave that job, if I was going to stop doing certain things, it had to come with a date of completion. Mm -hmm. The thing that I don't think we really look at is that we come into agreement with things. So we have to come out of agreement with it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was good. So you have to set a date <laughs> of completion on that thing. For yeah. some people, today will be the day. But if today is not the day. When has it been forecasted in your mind that you will have built up the strength, the courage, if it's the resources, when will you have governed those things enough for you to be able to come out of agreement with it? 
So I set a date of completion and I ended up coming into connection with some dear, dear friends of mine that offered me an amazing opportunity. I wanted the opportunity, but fear set in. Mm. Fear set in real bad. Fear set into an anxious place. I'm going to tell you something. I couldn't sleep. I was so afraid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I had to realize that this is the place of contention. This is where the wars are found in the mind. Mm. You want something, but because you've been in this cycle so long, you're afraid to open the door. It's almost like wanting to go outside and feel the sunshine. When yeah. we had COVID, mm-hmm. you know, we were tucked in the house so long. Some of us couldn't imagine opening that door and going out to the grocery store. Mm. Beautiful days outside. We wanted to be a part of life, but we just couldn't even imagine it because the fear and anxiety around it was so thick that if I breathe the air outside, I can potentially get this thing. Yeah, It's not always about people being around me from what I'm understanding. And so I realized that I was going to war with myself. I said a prayer and an opportunity had showed up and I was unprepared to actually stand firm in what I had requested to be launched out into. And so since I created the date of completion, I then had to make another decision. Am I willing to move that date up? Am I willing to change this date of completion? And when I make this move, what results will it yield me? Initially, I was thinking financially. So I did take the opportunity, but what it yielded me was my ability to grow. And this is when I learned that in business, I had a business, but I wasn't an active business owner. Mm -hmm. I wasn't active. Just because you're posting on social media doesn't mean that you're doing all of the business things. So it was when I was placed in someone's business to be in leadership that I realized I'm not an active business owner. And Mm -hmm. so more so than the financials and going through all of that stuff, I had to start looking mentally inside um, at my levels of education concerning this, at my uh, levels of stability emotionally concerning this. And that was the place of churning. Mm. And that growth did not feel good. I'm going to be honest with you. That growth was draining. Yeah. That growth was exasperating. It was never defeating, but it was a lot for me to take on because I felt like I was catapulted into something and I may have moved prematurely, mm. but it wasn't premature. It was what I needed to see that I would have to govern for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to come out of agreement with what I'd come into agreement with. And then I went into agreement with something else that I thought I made a mistake on that ultimately catapulted me into the place that I am in now. Wow. That was a lot. Mm -hmm. I think you touched on, I think you touched on so, so many things. Number one, having a date of completion. Love, loved that. Mm -hmm. Um, we come into agreement with some, so many things. So having this space of coming out of agreement, um, but you also touched on like this preparation piece. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes because we lack confidence in ourselves, we think we aren't prepared when God's been preparing us the whole time. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's almost like when people say, when, when people start a business, Um, and they're like, oh, I'm a new business owner or, you know, I'm a newbie when in actuality, they, they may have been new to collecting funds, 
but their skill set has been developed for years. So are you really a newbie? Um, and I think that this is is one thing that Black women tend to do is, you know, they oh, yeah. tend to market themselves or declare that they're, they're new. Um, and it's not just Black women. I think it's just newbie entrepreneurs in general. They mm -hmm. think that they're, you know, new to the market when in actuality, they might have 10, you know, eight plus years of experience, but they mm -hmm. come out the gate like, oh, I'm new. You're not. You've been, you've been doing this. You have been prepared for this moment. And so I'm so proud that you were able to actually step into that zone. Now, when it comes to business though, because um, me and you, we, we met for the first time at BHO um, last mm -hmm. year. Shout out yeah. to Jalen Jones. Um, now in the process of you becoming, of you know, you, this rebrand, um, mm -hmm. this new birth, did you have any coaches? Were you, were you learning? Were you furthering your education when it came to like the business piece? What were some of those, uh, skill sets mm -hmm. looking like? I've always self-educated me. Mm -hmm. Always, even concerning the industry that I'm in, mm -hmm. I've never been one to sit idle. And initially, I did not have coaching. Um, I realized that we don't have to separate the two, as you were just saying, from what we've been um, constructing or building through the work industries. You don't have to separate the two. I think that it's really important to actually um, create your foundation on what you're strong in. Mm -hmm. If you create your foundation on what you're strong in, when you start to see those weaker points, then you can determine the type of coaching that you need mm -hmm. instead of going for coaching that seems generic or that is going to going to give you the entire roundabout. You can actually give yourself the ability to be coached in areas that need to become stronger versus turning around what you already know and putting it in a position to be validated. Mm -hmm. Because we good. do that. That yeah. was good. Oh, so, oh, wow. That was, that was good. So instead of just running to get a coach to be validated, you're saying take some time to do some inventory, figure mm -hmm. out in what areas you're lacking. Yes. So then you know what coach to pursue because yes. everybody teaches something differently. And Absolutely. so, you know, that's a whole nother spiel that we can do. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> really figuring out and doing your research about, you know, what coaches is, is good for you and, and what this coach, um, you know, can can help you actually sort through. So I love oh, I love that so much because mm -hmm. this is a good this is a good point. Sometimes when we do lack that confidence, we make irrational decisions and irrational purchases where because somebody's so great at marketing, they're, uh, we, you know, we invest into them. Mm -hmm. And then when we might be, when we buy their course or we buy their program or we buy their coaching services, we realize, oh, this is, this is not what I needed. Nor not what I needed. <laughs> you right. know? And, and so. It's just not. <laughs> it's not. It's not what I needed in this season. And so then we, we tend to waste time. Now we're yeah. going through a six-week program, getting coached about something that isn't even relevant for us to move in our next season. And so, oh, that was so good. I hope y'all, I hope y'all picked up what she just put down because 
That would no, that was a good one because so so and you know we're in the coaching world. We 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 yes. know coaches, and so um, j- that's just such a gem because so many people will get caught up and 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 it's just needing validated. They just want validation. Pretty much. You just want to know that you know what you know. And the danger in that, the danger in that is that that individual is there to provide you with something. So you can put yourself in position, not only of constantly needing validation, but having reformed your foundation. And this is where you come to the place of not being steady on your thought process or ideation anymore. Because what was once foundational and firm and strong has now been shifted. And so because it's been shifted, you're no longer rooted in what you initially started with. Everything seems like shiny diamonds now. You know, everything seems like it instead of you sticking to the vault that you have. And, you know, I think that comes. Oh, that was so good. Because when it comes to our purpose, when it comes to our, our, our businesses, when we get in that that shiny syndrome of, oh, I want this coach or that coach or this course or that program, you do, your foundation gets, gets shaken. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that my spirit of discernment is growing because even mm-hmm. though sometimes I, I, even myself, I'll get shiny syndrome or I'll have a thought of like kind of doing something that I probably shouldn't be doing that I could do, but sounds good, but ain't like in my lane. Yeah. I will get, God will redirect me so fast when I just sit silently and really like bask in it. And I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And he will redirect me real quick. Like this is not it at all. And it, and it's for me, it always comes back to Queens teaching queen. I'll try to deviate from the plan. And then I'm like, nah, you're right. You're right. So like, I'm always going back to what it is that I'm building. And so that was such a good point where if you don't want your foundation to be broken, if you know, like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm called to do. You've had conversations with God. There's nobody on the outside of you that can validate what you're called to do. Because if you get, start to get too many outside voices, you'll mm-hmm. start to get confused. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't, a lot of, I don't allow a lot of people in my inner like no. of ideas because too many thoughts will confuse me like too yeah. many absolutely and there there came a point um once I went through everything that I reached out for coaching and I reached out to our Jalen shout yeah. out to Jalen Jones. Jones the dominant reason why I reached out was because I felt myself losing control of everything. Mm. I'd embarked on new territory. I'd never been a full-time entrepreneur. I realized that in doing business, I wasn't an active business owner. My mind immediately went to survival mode. Mm. How am I going to stay afloat? How am I going to make the money? How am I going to get the people? Oh my God, what am I going to do? Because at that point I was like, I really don't want to have to go back into anyone's work work establishment yeah. as an employee. Yeah, It's one thing to partner with you. I don't want to work for you. 
Correct. Um, because that means that you're stripping me of my power and ability to think and govern myself. Yeah. I now have to think what you want and be governed the way you say. And I don't want that in my life anymore. Yeah. So I did reach out for coaching. And what I realized was in the type of coaching that she provides, which is amazing. I realized, I said, I reached out um, for a, I guess you say general business coach, because I didn't want to be coached by anybody in the beauty industry. There's only a couple of options that you have. And I realized that they were not leaning in the direction of results that I wanted to see. So I felt that if I went with someone who had a more general ideation of business, I could get more out of it. And so what that did was not only did it continue to educate me, but it helped me see how I stand apart, how I stand out differently in yes. my industry, yes. because I refuse to go through something and be molded into the same format and framework of someone else. Oh, I love that. And you're absolutely right. I love the thought process that you have with that because I think you moving more with a, a general um, mm-hmm. business coach, I mean, you stand out so much and, and mm-hmm. finding your niche. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, just being able to see you like, yeah, this, this whole entrepreneurship niche, women who are, you know, trying to figure out how to do their makeup to you know, stand on stages and speak. I think it's just, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect for you because, you know, you've been in the business world. So for you to be able to speak to your ideal client, you are your ideal client. So I think it's just, I think it's perfect. I think it's brilliant. Um, And so I just love how your thought process kind of went into to coaching, um, finding this foundation on your own getting grounded in what it is um, that you want to do. So yes. that way nobody from the outside is shaking, you know, what it is that that you're called to. So I love that. Now, just a little bit, because we're not going to go too much in this because I know we can do a whole <laughs> lot. Um, when it comes to some of the things that you had to do in this rebrand, specifically speaking to showing up um this visibility piece how how did you get the confidence specifically to go live to show up to market yourself to market your business because again we're finding as black Mm -hmm. women it's hard for us to show up boldly and confident Mm -hmm you know, marketing our business. So what are some of the things that kind of helped you? Um, and and what I'm seeing is that it's all mental. It's all mm-hmm. in the mind. And so what are some of the things that kind of helped you overcome those mental barriers that stopped you from showing up boldly? Well, the first thing I had to do was ask myself, why don't I feel I deserve this? Oof. If there are women out there that are making money, that are showing up, the, the people love and respect them, and, and so that's twofold because I had to really open my eyes to see people actually do love and respect the word that I give them. They, they lean on what I have to say. They do want to hear from me. Yeah. So where was it that I shut down my own voice? Mm. Where was it that I closed my own mouth? 
where was it that I got so angry about this that I decided that people no longer had to want me? I don't want me in this space. Why don't I feel I deserve this? Why don't I feel that I can go for this? And so that meant that I had to go back and apologize to my younger self mm -hmm. and lay her to rest mm -hmm. because she did the best she could with what she had. She lived in survival mode, but she got me here today. Yeah. I had to go back and apologize to the version of me in my 20s because she didn't know any better. Living in survival mode all of that time. And that leads to you being really a wild woman if you're not you know, yeah. careful about it. Yeah. So the ability to be disciplined and sit through things and complete things was lost to me for many years. And I had to forgive myself and lay myself to rest and then I had to look at this version of me that resides in her early 30s and say what's more important to you is being afraid of being seen or known or acknowledged more important than you actually living a life that is fulfilling to you and that goes beyond money yeah that goes beyond things I want to live a life that allows me to get chills about myself. Like, girl, you just did that. Yeah. You were in that room with those people and you were not afraid to say your piece. You were not afraid to show your capability. You were not afraid of yourself because I think more than fear of failure, we fear ourselves. Mm. Because if we feel like, and this, this is me talking about women, if we feel like we're too bold, too boisterous, too capable, we tend to start dumbing it down so that people aren't offended yeah. or people aren't intimidated or everybody can be our friend. Mm -hmm. My thing is I've learned that people are magnetized to me. Yeah. So why should I worry about people not being my friend? <laughs> Love is offensive and some won't understand this statement. But if you look at the God that we serve, he chastised in love. And it wasn't easy for people to hear that they weren't doing, they weren't giving what it was supposed to give. It's not easy for us to hear some days that, yo, you know better. You can do better. But yeah. we do know it's for our betterment, right? Mm -hmm. We can get angry about those things. It can become very offensive to correct us. Why should I be concerned or concern myself with these idiosyncrasies that people have when I'm the one who has to live this life? I'm the one who has to stand on these two feet. I'm the one who has to get up every day yeah. and make my mark or don't make it and be responsible for it. Yeah. Why would I limit myself? And that's what it came down to. Limiting myself to a place of not being present in any form. I'm going to turn the camera on. I'm going to say what I have to say. And then I got to the place of where I started gently, um, gently putting it out there that I'm going to say it and it doesn't always sound like makeup. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about it. And it's not going to sound like blushes and lipsticks because the reality of it is, is that I have walked and lived a life and gone on a journey that connects with people further than what it is that I do for a career. And so if that's the case, me limiting myself means that I don't get to touch all of the people that God has placed in my path in this lifetime. Mm. If I limit myself only to what I do, if I limit myself only to what I believe, 
I don't get to touch all of the people that I'm required to touch. Mm. So I had to take the limits and the bracers off of me. And then the second thing that I had to do was I had to connect with someone that could be a hand at my back and strengthen me. And when they saw my fear rising, they could say, yo, uh-uh, you're shelling inward. You're shelling inward. You said that that's not what you wanted to do. Mm. So how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with this? And so I started to create visibility strategies. I'm going to push myself in a way that gives me shape, form, and structure so that I can understand what it is that I'm trying to do day by day. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to launch out there, but I'm not going to do it in a way that leaves me feeling sporadic or out of control. I need to have some control here. Mm -hmm. I got to have some control here or else I'm going to start to cower in. I'm going to feel like it's, it's not connecting. The pieces aren't coming together. I I just can't do it that way. Mm -hmm. So I started to create small versions of visibility strategies that allow me to be empowered to step out there on platforms because this, these are things that I do in everyday life. Yeah. When I walk out of my house, connectivity is what I do. Mm-hmm. Going on a camera was a different game. There was a different ballpark. I was like, no, the people, you know, I had, <laughs> I had this thing where I said, when I go on camera, I feel like the people are just staring into the taverns of my soul. Like, <laughs> They can see all of the things, all of the things that are wrong. And as I kept on with that, I realized I haven't opened up or shed enough skin for myself. If I still feel like people are staring into the taverns of my soul and they can see all of the things that are wrong and it can't be accepted, that's because somewhere I'm still not being accepted by myself. So it's always been a continual work of going back inside of me before I come to the outside for people. Drops mic. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I yeah. I think you just cracked the code. I, I really, I really do because you know, I have these conversations a lot because I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, man, what is it? You know, I'm like, what stops us from getting there? And I think you really just cracked the code. When people are saying things like, oh, I'm overthinking. Oh, I'm insecure. It's really because we haven't accepted that piece of ourselves. Exactly. That's the fear that we have when we go on camera. We Mm -hmm. we feel like that's what they're looking at. (laughs) Because we have things magnified. Yeah, that we. Oh my God! Oh, that was so mm-hmm. good. If I could just jump around right now. Oh <laughs> my, yeah. I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, that was so good. Oh, that was good. Now, in this season, mm-hmm. when I when I watch you on on the good old book. It's win after win after win. It's like, it's your winning season. And so in this season, as you're, you're gaining new partnerships and you're, um, you're just putting yourself out there in in, in different communities um, and associations, what advice, like, would you give somebody um, who wants to kind of do that? Like, how does somebody put that one foot forward to try to acquire these partnerships. Because if somebody didn't know you and didn't know all that you've been through, they're like, dang, this Jessica Raquel girl is just 
she winning, winning right now. Like, you know, not really knowing everything that you've been through to get here in this moment. But what are some things that you could recommend for people um, to kind of get themselves out there no matter what industry they're in? My biggest piece of advice would be to be intentional. Mm, yes. You have to be intentional. Mm. Business is ongoing. Connecting with people is ongoing. You developing you is ongoing. The only time it stops is when you do. Mm. Yeah. So if you are not intentional about what you want to do, how you want to do it, and doing it beyond the confines that you feel have been set for you, nothing will come of it. We hear a lot of people say, shoot your shot. Don't be afraid. You sometimes have to get in the mirror and talk to yourself and empower yourself, encourage yourself mm -hmm. until you feel the chills, until you feel the tears, until you feel yourself coming out of this room that you've locked yourself in inside of you. Wow. You have to be able to go forward for yourself in a way that you're waiting for people to do mm -hmm. so that you can actually put the first foot forward. I didn't just jump out there. I looked at me, I looked around me and I said, people can't encourage me the way I need. People are always talking about the words that I give them, the poor that I give them. It took me to go and stand in my bathroom mirror and talk to myself about getting up and being until I could feel myself shaking on the inside. Mm -hmm. So I could see my hand shaking on the outside. Wow. And then I was able to make a decision. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I never stopped saying I'm going to do this. It didn't matter how afraid I got. It didn't matter how many questions I had. It didn't matter how I felt about the people I was around. If I was not going to do it, it wasn't going to happen. Mm. So you have to be intentional about who you're trying to be, who you're becoming, how you're going to get there and just take the first step. Look at yourself and say, yo, I can fix my diet. One step at a time. Yeah. Yo, I can go into this networking room and make myself present. I don't have to be loud. I don't have to be flashy. I really have to learn how to target individuals that I feel will receive me well. I can go on to this camera and say something. I don't have to be on there 45 minutes to an hour. They got 10 minutes. And that, that is what I did for a long time. I'm going to tell you something. I have a timer in my head that hits 10.00 on the money. I can, be, <laughs> I can be on anybody's camera. And I know when I've hit 10 minutes because for a long time I couldn't bear to be on camera for a long time uh -huh. so I started something called 10 minute Tuesdays and I timed myself and I timed myself and I timed myself and so now I can go on a camera and I if I'm going to give something I'm going to give 10 minutes and I'm out this opening the meat and potatoes the clothes of the Q&A they got 10 minutes and I'm done with it you don't have to over exasperate yourself really look at the confines that you've created for yourself and determine how you're going to move those barriers around and be intentional about it. I can't get on camera. Okay. Five minutes. Hey, how y'all doing? I just wanted to give this message, drop it and jump out. You can handle questions and comments from the comment section. Yeah. You know, Hey, I want to go in this room and I want to do it, but I just feel like I don't have the clothes. I don't have the shoes. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody. 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 Nobody cares. People care about the transformation that you're going to provide. Yes. We have seen wealthy individual after wealthy individual show up in Nike shorts and Adidas shoes. Why is it acceptable for them and not for you? Mm, Why is that? Be intentional yeah. about what you want to do and you will mess up. 
And it's okay. You'll make mistakes and it's okay because you're a person, not perfection. And that's my last piece of advice. Recognize that you're seeing people, not perfection, and that you're a person and not perfection. So mistakes and error will come. That's the only way you learn because if you're doing everything right, then where is it for you to gain knowledge and information about how to do it better except for making mistakes? Ooh. Be intentional and give yourself the grace and ability to move and grow around what you do. Yeah. That was definitely, <laughs> that was definitely uh a drop mic moment. Um, I was, as you were talking, I was sitting there um, kind of recapping the conversation that we've had. And, and it keeps coming back to this. We are the ones holding ourselves back. Absolutely. Everything that you've talked about today was an internal barrier, was... Yes healing the little girls inside of you, healing yes. the 20-year-old inside of you. Um, and, and then you telling yourself, you declaring over your life, you speaking to, your, to you, like yes. you can do this. And if I had to just say one thing, it's, it seems as if we're always looking for validation from the outside but really nobody can validate us like we can validate us. Very true, very and, true. And yeah, just hearing you talk, that last little piece gave me chills. It, it really <laughs> did. Cause I'm just like, wow, I know that there's so many people that feel just locked inside and, and they don't know how to get out. And <laughs> I think this is going to free somebody. I think this is going to free somebody today. It's my prayer. It's my hope that it really does. Like that has been my mission. Every time I've had to speak on someone's podcast or platform, mm -hmm. my goal is to give the truth so someone can be free. When, when I had, um, I always call it an open vision because I don't believe I was asleep. Now, sometimes don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the girl believes in getting a rest now <laughs> so, I don't believe I was asleep y'all don't quote me on that part that is but what I saw in this vision was um, a beautiful neighborhood beautiful scenery but everything seemed to be frozen in time even the sky it was stuck in like that beautiful opal setting when the sun is set you got the peach and the the purple and, and it's so beautiful and I saw green lawns and beautiful homes and I saw myself sitting on the steps of a home and in all of the other homes you saw light and you could see into those houses see the decor almost like when you're riding through the real nice neighborhoods you're like oh I like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that and so imagine this setting of the day where you can still see things and the house behind me is completely black mm. and we're not talking about utility of the lights is all back black we're talking about you can't see through that thing black like i don't know if we got tin on the windows or it's just that dark up in there and mm. the thing that god showed me was he said that's where you had yourself locked away wow that's the place you were storing yourself in. That's the place you were becoming angry. That's the place you were becoming bitter. That's the place where you were devouring everything good that came your way. Nobody can see in there. Nobody could see in there to even come save you. Mm. You had to make a decision that you wanted out of that place, which is why you're sitting on the porch. That's why. 
You had to be intentional about finding your way out because nobody puts you in there. Nobody puts you in there. It doesn't matter what people have done. They didn't love you the way you wanted to be loved. They didn't give you the financial support that you wanted. They wasn't your sister the way you thought they was going to be. Your best friend didn't come through for you. When all of these things happen, there's a process for dealing with them healthily. And if you don't, you're going to lock yourself in a house just like the one I was sitting in front of. You're going to become angry and bitter. Nobody can get inside. Nobody can see you to rescue you. You have to be intentional about getting yourself out. And as I was sitting on that porch, he said, so now what? I said, I want out of this neighborhood because it feels like nothing is moving here. Everything is frozen in time. Yes, it's beautiful, but there's no movement. There's no growth. There's no development. He said, well, if you want out of the neighborhood, get off the porch and walk to the end of the driveway. So again, you have to make an intentional decision on how you're going to move next. You can want something. But are you willing to get up and go get something? It mm. wasn't about me knowing which direction I needed to walk to get out of the neighborhood. That's what God is for. Mm. He'll navigate me, but I got to get to the end of the street for him to say, now walk left wow. or walk right. Cross the street. It's a dog down there. Don't go that way. You know, you scared a dog. We ain't got time to be running. Go this way. Ain't number kittens down there. You know, that's his job. That's his job. But you first have to make the decision that yeah, I'm off this porch. I'm not staying here by myself. Everybody else's house beautiful, but mine. This house is great. I don't want to go back in there and go to bed. I appreciate you for sticking me in a sunset environment because I'm not going back in there. I need to be able to see. I need to be able to breathe. I need to be free. And this is not the place. So I'm going to the end of the driveway. Now I'm at the end of the driveway. I did my part. Where you at? Because I'm expecting you to show up for me because right here is not a way that I can show up for me. Now you can walk right. I'm going to navigate you out. There's a level of intentionality. There's a level of, you have to want and desire your freedom more than you want money. You really do. Yeah. You have to. Ah, you have to. Freedom. It's the freedom. I remember, yeah. I remember when um, I was deep in, and network marketing and we we had to very we had to we had to be very intentional with the goals that we set mm -hmm. and what i found is that when people set goals like oh i'm doing this for my family oh i want to make x amount of money they always quit my yeah. goal, my grounded goal was i want to be free Listen, hey, I want to be free. I want to be free to make the decisions that I want to make. I want to create opportunities for myself. I want to be free. And that's it. That's all. And I, and I never quit. It's for I me. I can't do nothing for nobody else. Yeah. I can't be on nobody's stage. Okay. And for those of you who are like, that's not grammatically correct. I can't enter anyone's space of being. I cannot enter anyone's space of opportunity. I cannot develop it for my son. I cannot develop it for a friend. I have to want it for me yeah. more than I want it for the people around me. Mm. I hear so many people talking about, I'm doing this for X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you, yeah, but if you're not careful, you'll quit because what you need, what you desire was going to root and establish you in a way that you will never see these days again. You don't have it.
Mm-hmm. You're not using that to fuel your own projections. Yes. You got to want the freedom more than you want the money. And that's what it came down to for me. Ooh. If I'm able to connect with people and able to enter rooms with people who know more and have more than me, that means that money is lingering somewhere around waiting to connect to me. But if I don't have the strength to go into those rooms, I never connect with the money there. Yes. You gotta be intentional. Oh man. Yes. There's power in proximity. There is power in proximity, but we have to have the courage to get into these spaces, to get into these rooms. Um, you know, I never have expectations of anything I do. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of a lie. I always expect it's going to be great. (laughs) I just never know how it's going to come to pass. Um, But this definitely could have, this, you know, exceeded all expectations I could have had. I absolutely know, like, you dropped so many gems, Jessica. I, I know it's going to free some folks. And so is there anything that you want us to know um, business-wise? Do you have anything upcoming? Um, I'm going to have all of your contact information mm-hmm. uh, in the notes section. So people will be able to find you um, via all your uh, social media platforms. But is there anything that you specifically in this season want to you know, inform us about or, or let us know? Uh, not necessarily. When I when I have moments like this, I really want the women who hear this and resonate with it to just get connected with me. Because remember earlier, I said all of the conversations that I have won't sound like blushes and lipstick. Mm-hmm. And I'm really in- intentional about moving on that in this season. It's not a conversation that I'm willing to have by myself. And it's not also something that I post all over social media. I have women that um that I help with accountability and just being a partner to, to have those conversations with. And I'm looking to develop more of that. So if you hear this and it's something that you resonate with, you're looking for more freedom, but you know, you still need that strength group. And we're not talking about a Facebook group. This is not an Instagram chat. We're talking about real women who are connecting together to do something that doesn't require social media to push them connect with me because I want to connect with you. I want to help you continue the journey because you're helping me continue mine. I love it. I love it. As always, it has been a pleasure. I am so glad you were able to to join me. Um, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Just this whole becoming, I think you, you have, you have embodied it. You have embodied it. Thank you. You have embodied it. Thank you so much. So glad to be able to share space with you on on so many different stages. Thank you for tuning in to the Queens Teaching Queens podcast. Follow me, your host, Natisha Livingston, on all platforms at Natisha Connects. To find out more about guest opportunities and sponsorship opportunities, please email us at join at queensteachingqueens.com with subject podcast. Remember, you are seen, safe, and loved. See you next time.